This is a big day. I, you know what? This not only is it a big day, but is it possible that this is one year to the date from when we originally brought this up? No. Are you sure? No. Okay. The weaponized hamster 2020 shirts come out today at 1 p.m. 1 Eastern. p.m. Atlanta time. So 1 p.m., put a reminder in your phone, set set a, a reminder, whatever you need to do. But you get the shirts at 1 p.m., and it's the same deal as last year. Once these are gone, they're gone, right? Yeah, we're not going to do a reorder of them. So make sure you get what you want. Um, hopefully they'll last a little longer. We've adjusted the quantities, so hopefully you get what you want, but yeah, this isn't going to be something that we sell year round in our merch store. Um, we'll let a couple of paycheck cycles probably go through. Um, yeah. But, but you have to like, today would be a good day to buy it. If today you have would the funds. be the best day to buy it if you're able. Got it. And we offer small through five X now. Uh, and also, um, we'll tell you here in just a minute, we'll start the show and then we'll start the show off explaining what the weaponized hamster is in case you're new to the upside with Kelly and Jeff. We'll explain that to you here in a second. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for my health. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for clean water. So last year, we started talking about hedgehogs on the podcast. I read somewhere that hedgehogs were illegal in the state of Georgia. Because apparently they do, they either eat something or they get, it screws up the ecosystem here for some reason. But I don't know why. But that's if you let them out. Like right. gerbils like, would screw up the ecosystem if you let 3,000 of them go in a cornfield. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just a dumb law. But it bothered me that it's a law because most states allow you to keep hedgehogs as pets, but Georgia didn't. And then once I and I never thought about having a pet hedgehog. But once there's a law that says you can't have one, I'm like, I want a hedgehog. <laughs> like it became a thing. So we it came up on the show and we just talked about it like and kind of joked about it. Right. Right. And it was a day or two later that we got a text message about why we don't want a hedgehog as a pet. Our friend Michelle sent me a text message that said, FYI, tell Jeff I've had a hedgehog. They're horrible. They're like weaponized hamsters. Don't get one in all caps. And I was like, weaponized hamsters? That's hilarious. And uh, I think, I don't know how we decided well, I do. I think we read the phrase weaponized hamster and I said that would be a great band name. We should start a band called the weaponized hamsters. And it was just a conversation that meant nothing. But we decided that we should form a fake band called the weaponized hamsters and only people who listen to the upside would get it and would know that it's a fake band. Anybody else would think it's a real band. And we brainstormed, well, should we get bumper stickers or we should do something? And Callie 
I think is a joke, said, if you want a weaponized hamster tour t-shirt, send me an email. And she got like 300 emails within 24 hours. Oh yeah, it was like slightly ridiculous. So it became kind of like a running inside joke. And it like over, like I actually got a message yesterday on Instagram saying, hey, I walked into school today. Like she works at a school and two other teachers were wearing weaponized hamster shirts. And I was like, family, (laughs) like you can identify other people. And it's just a thing. Now there have been other people who were like, what's weaponized hamsters. And I love that upsiders now respond with, Oh, it's a band. You don't know that band. There's nothing on the shirt. Here's what you need to know. Also, it doesn't say like Callie and Jeff present the weaponized hamsters. It doesn't say weaponized hamsters upside to her. There's nothing on the shirt to indicate that it is anything but a band in this year's shirt was actually designed by a guy who designs concert t-shirts. Yeah. That's his whole job. So it, it, it is a rock and roll t-shirt. Um, you can go to callieandjeff.com and click on the merchandise tab that will take you to Port Merch and it'll be up there today. Um, get your t-shirt. The rule is you can you have two options when somebody asks you about the shirt. You can either tell them about the upside and say it's the official house band of this podcast I listen to called The Upside with Callie and Jeff. You should look into it, blah, blah, blah. Or you can just maintain it's a band and that they are out of their mind for not hearing about it and not knowing what it is. Act almost as though it's a band as well known as like Elton John and sync or the Rolling yeah. Stones. And, um, Jeff set up the website, weaponizedhamsters.com, So you can actually give that out and it'll redirect to the Callie and Jeff website, which is also kind of funny. And part of the side conversation that happened with the weaponized hamster shirts last year is I learned that hamster is H-A-M-S-T-E-R. I thought there was no a P. P in there. No yeah, P. there's no no P in hamster. Um, I think I registered the domain names for both spellings, but just tell people to go to the website and that will reveal it. So one o'clock today, they go on sale. Now you're all caught up because it truly happened in episode six of the show and we're now on episode 324. So it happened a long time ago, but you're all caught up. One one day a year, they get released. When they're gone, they're gone. And today is that day, com. I'm still pretty much geeking out on Cloud9 about our interview with Jeff Foxworthy. We talked to Jeff Foxworthy a couple days ago. It'll be um, a bonus episode to the advisory horde later today. And it, and it comes out to everybody on Tuesday because that's when his show debuts on A&E Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called What's This Worth? And that's why he he was on with us to promote that show. But we know him just from being around Atlanta and stuff. And he's so nice. So nice. And Callie was so nervous going into the interview. I was nervous. We do have a little back history with him. Like Jeff met him. Jeff has had lunch with him a couple times, like one-on-one lunches. He actually encouraged Jeff to do stand-up comedy, which was really cool. Um, He and his sweet family sent us an awesome wedding gift when we got married. Um, We do the Christmas card things. So we kind of have a little bit of a rapport, which makes for more natural conversation, I think. But I was thinking he would make a great upsider. 
Oh, he's totally an upsetter. We, the conversation, you'll hear this. The conversation gets kind of, kind of deep. Like we talk about what's going on in the world. Um, but I just want to focus Callie on your performance because of how nervous you were and what a great job you did. And I don't think you realize this, but in the world of interviewing, there are a couple of, I guess, milestones or um, like if it was sports, there would be a couple of things that would be like home runs and grand slams, right? Mm -hmm. A home run in an interview is having the guest say, that's a really great question. So if you're interviewing somebody and they say, that's a really great question, that means they haven't been asked it a million times and they're stalling for a quick second to think of the mm -hmm. answer. So when somebody says, that's a really great question, that's so in baseball terms, that's hitting it out of the park. And when I worked in radio and would be a part of a group show that was interviewing somebody, if they said that was a great question, like fists would be pumped and there was kind of an unspoken competition between all of us <laughs> right. to see who would get that. Okay. That's a home run. A grand slam is when a celebrity says this. Hmm. Do you know, Callie, nobody's ever asked me that question. Oh, nice. That is nice. It's it's nice to be hit with a question you've never been asked. Jeff Foxworthy has been doing some form of entertainment for the better part of four decades. Yeah. He has been interviewed thousands of times. Yeah. And you came up with a question that he has never been asked before. I did. It's that's so a, crazy. That's a grand <laughs> slam. It doesn't get any better than that. I mean, I may have peaked. Yeah. You should just never interview anyone again. Yeah. That was, yeah, it was crazy hearing him say that. You should have seen, did you see my face when he said that? And I was like, my mouth was open. I was like, and my eyes lit up. I was like, oh my gosh. I pumped my fist in the air, but I don't think you, I don't know that you knew why I did that. I was like. Um. Yeah. yeah, it was just really cool. Uh, but we talked about marriage. We talked about his kids. Um, we talked about a lot of deep stuff. I tried to get some intelligence out of him because he's a girl dad. He's got two daughters. Yeah. So with our daughter on the way in November, I was trying to get some life advice. Speaking of marriage and children and families and all of that sort of thing, I have a not a crusade, but remember when you were saying that you want to change the what was it called? You were saying that when we were engaged, people would be like, oh, good luck. Or, you know, like had something. The go to when a guy gets engaged, the go to, um, I guess, line or thing is to make a joke about the guy getting locked down. And very few guys will actually talk about the merits of marriage. Mm -hmm. So my thing is when somebody tells me that they're getting engaged, I avoid the, oh, now you're locked down. Oh, now you're going to have the same cereal every morning for the rest of your life joke. Like I avoid that. Instead, I tell them how I think marriage is the greatest thing on the planet and they're going to be so happy. Yes. So I think we should do that, but with changing changing that for babies. Because when you tell somebody you're having a baby, what's the first thing that they respond with? Well, it's not the first thing, but it, it, I would say probably a dozen times a day. Um, somebody says, 
attaches the sentence to whatever I'm doing. Well, enjoy it now. Cause when the baby comes, you'll never, you know, some, one of my friends was telling me the other day, someone said, you'll never brunch with your husband again. You'll never, right. you know, sleep again. You'll never whatever. So I just feel like maybe we do what you did for marriage and also apply that to babies and be like, say something positive or encouraging or the good thing about parenting or, you know what I mean? I think I, I don't take personal offense to it when people say stuff like that to you. Um, I don't take offense to it, but it's not like exciting. Like I remember when we were engaged and someone said to me, um, the, and I'll never forget it. I can't even remember who said it, but it made me feel so good. One person said to me, marriage is the greatest gift of all time. It's awesome. You're going to love it. It was probably, and I just, I, I, it was me. I said that to you. I don't think that was you, but it like made my face light up and it made me so excited. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I just feel like there's such, um, joy that can come from telling people the good things about what they're about to experience. Like it changes the vibration. Oh, it changes. Totally does. It changes the energy. And I think the joke about, and I, I know there's probably people listening right now going, just you guys wait and see. Like, I believe it. I am planning on not sleeping. Like I'm planning on it. Like I know it's going to happen and it's fine, but it's almost kind of like everybody makes that joke. So what are the coolest parts about it? You know what I mean? Right. But I think people do that too with like jobs or whatever. You know what I mean? Like when I started my job, like, oh, you looking forward to that alarm clock of not like, oh my God, what a cool, interesting job. You know what I mean? Like to, it just is like a different energy. And I think it's important now to do that, um, to be mindful of that because the energy in the world is so off right now. Like there's so right. much, there's so many negative vibrations, you know, throughout the, the, the world with between coronavirus and the, this being an election year and Facebook wars and all of that stuff. So any little tiny adjustment that we can make as individuals to bring that around to positive, I think is, is go- a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so if somebody has a new job that's crazy early hours, don't swing for the early, you know, don't reach for the easy joke and, and talk about the alarm clock. Instead, ask to be like super excited for them. Yeah. Oh, or, that's so cool. That's going to be awesome. Great change of pace. Right. Or, you know, yeah, whatever. Anything. Now, good. the real challenge is going to be for us, Callie, to remember that like eight months from now when we're going into month like three or four of having two hours total sleep between the the two of us. And somebody says, how's it going? And we have to remember to go, it's great. We love the baby giggles. And we have to completely ignore the fact that we've only slept four minutes that week. It's okay. We're moms on calling. There will be sleep training. We'll be fine. Is this, is there a moms on call for us to give us sleeping lessons so we can sleep? Can they come swaddle? That would be the real business model. Can you need you need to read the book. But yeah, they can come to your house. No, can they swaddle me? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to ask them that. I think we're recording with them in a couple of weeks. Um, so you can ask them if they can come swaddle you and I'll act like I don't know you. It'll be great. 
The folks at KiwiCo know the challenges that you're facing, keeping your kids entertained and occupied, and also trying to keep them in the learning game. Nobody knows how the rest of this year is going to play out, but your kids aren't going to stop asking questions and being curious. So KiwiCo can help you take some of those questions and some of that wondering and drive it into some learning. Uh, KiwiCo is going to deliver super cool hands-on science and art projects right to your door, to your kid. I mean, what kid doesn't love to get mail? There's going to be high quality materials for these science projects, for these, for these art projects that are going to teach things like engineering and chemistry and science and art and nature, biology. And there's a crate for every single kid in your family. Right now, you can get 30% off your first month on select crates if you go to kiwico.com slash upside. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash upside. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. KiwiCo.com slash upside. I have been a Third Love customer for over a year now, and I was a paying customer of theirs before they came on board for advertising. So I love the company. I spend my own money with them. So you know that when I'm telling you how much I love them, I really mean it because I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I will never wear another bra, okay? These are so comfortable. My favorite is the classic t-shirt bra. Now, I know what you're thinking, and that is, if I can't try it on, how do I know what fits? Go to thirdlove.com slash upside. Take their Fit Finder quiz. They ask all these like kind of random questions, but trust me, it works. They're going to ship your perfect fitting bra to your door. And if you don't absolutely love it for any reason at all, you can send it back within 60 days, no questions asked, and they're going to give that bra to a woman in need. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 15% off today. Look, I like what I like. I don't want to experiment with different versions of foods that I'm used to, like healthier versions. Well, Callie knows me well enough to know to, to get me to try something healthy, she has to trick me. And I challenge you to use that Callie trick on somebody you love with Magic Spoon cereal. If there's somebody in your life who's addicted to sugary cereals and you want them to make a healthier choice, just get a variety pack of Magic Spoon cereal at magicspoon.com slash upside. Use the promo code upside at checkout. You'll get free shipping and swap out what they normally eat with some similar Magic Spoon flavor. They've got cocoa and fruity and frosted and blueberry flavors. It tastes amazing. It tastes better than the cereals that are loaded with sugar and artificial stuff. It's delicious and it's 100% guaranteed. So if you you're not able to trick the person you give it to and you don't like it and they don't like it, Magic Spoon will give you your money back. No questions asked. So go to magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside. You'll get free shipping. Thank you to Magic Spoon for partnering with us on the podcast this week. Today's quote of the day is love someone exactly as they are. Then watch how quickly they transform into the greatest, truest version of themselves. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Name this noise! Our contestant today is Shelby. Um, I'm not even going to lie. I This game has taken a direction I did not expect. <laughs> you mean to? Hello. Hi, Shelby. It's Callie and Jeff. Hi. You sound excited, which makes me excited. Well, I, I almost got in trouble at work today because y'all texted me and I was in a meeting with my principal and I almost squealed. So now I get to let out my excitement. Oh, okay. okay, good, 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 good. Thanks for saving it for us. It makes for it makes for great podcasting. Are you uh, are you a teacher, we presume? I am. Are you guys I teach kindergarten? Are you doing in person learning or are you coming up with virtual plans? We are doing online school for now, um, and it's already pretty stressful and pretty difficult to do. So please give some teachers some faith and some leniency this this first quarter. I think it'll be a learning curve pretty much for everyone. Students, parents, teachers, everybody's kind of in it together of figuring out really how this newfangled thing will work. Yeah, it's, it's, it's day one for us, and it's already – we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring because it could change. <laughs> yeah. What is, uh, and maybe we have to wait a couple of weeks to ask you this, but like, what is one thing that you could share with parents of students who will be in your kindergarten class that will help you teach them virtually? Or do you even know that yet? Cause this is so new. Based on how they've made our schedules and what they expect from us, it's really just being there for your kid. I think our number one struggle with no matter what, in, in person, virtual, whatever we do, um, sometimes parent support isn't always there. So when we send stuff home for them, now it's really important that you are there to help support your child when it comes to knowing their letters. And it can be frustrating. It's sometimes frustrating for us when they can't read the word B. Um, but if you give them a little grace and you give them a little patience, I promise you they'll get it and you will see a complete turnaround of your child quicker than you ever thought. We're going to have to spend some time on this show, like in the next week or two, digging into the whole learning from home, virtual, face-to-face, like all the stuff that that teachers are going to have to deal with and, and parents are going to have to deal with and find a way to to help that. I don't know what it is yet, but there's definitely, there's definitely an upside that needs to be found amongst all the, the back to school chaos. Even if it's just doing like some silly back to school picture game or something, you know what I mean? Like just coming up with something like that, just something. Oh yeah. All right, Shelby. But, uh, that's not why you're on with this. You're on with this because you know what the noise is. I think so. My family and I have been really hitting it hard for the past hour, so I'm hoping. All right. Uh, I will uh, play the noise for you one more time, and then we'll come back. It'll be time for you to make your guess, all right? All right. 
All right, Shelby, name that noise. So I'm holding one in my hand, and I think it's a gourd that has seeds in it, and you're shaking the gourd. Like a dried, like an old dried, I can picture it in my, what, uh, what you're talking about, like an old dried thing that you would have like on your table or something, right? Yeah. Great guess. Also wrong. Darn. Are we getting closer to... The, like, the, well, I, what I like about Shelby's guess is she applied the clues. Like she said that it was in that it's all natural, right? Yeah. It's something there's no plastic involved. Also the noise that comes from inside the gourd is like what the dried seeds or whatever. So that naturally belongs in there. So all the clues fit, but unfortunately the answer, not a match. Darn. But you can play again. Uh, just play it cool if the text comes in while you're in a staff meeting. Don't squeal. Um, text <laughs> the word noise to 800-434-5454. If the person who plays on Friday's episode doesn't get an answer, I will give a clue. Or you could squeal and then you could just say, I'm so excited about online learning. <laughs> <laughs> That will probably go over better than I'm texting my podcast. Right <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shelby. Good talking to you, Shelby. Good luck with the school Thanks, year. Y'all. Yeah, we'll be rooting you Thank on. You. Thank you, and congrats with Baby Dollar. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. We do have to come up with something, don't you think, for teachers like or parents, everybody who's involved. I don't know what it is, but we've got to come up with something. We just need a little encouragement a little upside a little if you upside will. all right here are my three random things for today one a researcher and an engineer at tesla has created you ready for this the perfect chocolate chip oh what now what does this entail um his name is remy labesque he's an engineer at tesla so he designs That's all a great name by the way remy, remy labesque remy labesque I That's might be saying it wrong, name. but we'll go with it. Um, but he's an engineer at Tesla. So that means he's working on all those Elon Musk projects like spaceships and electric cars and, and all of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he's been moonlighting as a chocolate designer working with a company out of San Francisco. And he applied all of his industrial design and engineering knowledge to come up with a new shape that makes chocolate chips melt smoother and taste better. What? They're little chips what? that are shaped like pyramids, and uh, they cost $30 for a pound. I can't even wrap my head around that level of smart. Like, oh, I work at Tesla developing, like, groundbreaking smart people things, and then I also, like, develop genius chocolate. Chocolate like, chips. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine talking to someone like that at a dinner party and trying to, like, not sound like so stupid. I could get behind that though. I mean, I appreciate the work that goes into a good chocolate oh chip. Oh my God. I totally appreciate it, but I just can't imagine. Like it is amazing that there are people in this world that can do things like that. If the economy was different, I would buy a couple bags of those chocolate chips and see what the difference is. But I just don't think in the world that we're living in right now, I can justify a $30 bag of chocolate chips plus shipping. Yeah. When you can go to the grocery store and get a, like a regular bag of chocolate chips for what, three bucks? Yeah. And I'll tell you, can I tell you what the secret is to a good chocolate chip cookie, the chocolate chips and a good chocolate chip cookie? Yeah. You got to mix it up. So you use your standard issue bittersweet 
chocolate chips. Bittersweet or semi-sweet? Semi-sweet. Thank yeah, you. Okay. The semi-sweet chocolate chips. Then you've got to get some milk chocolate chips, but you try to find like the big ones. There's, I think Giardelli. Giardelli makes the best big fat ones. Yeah. They make big fat ones. And then you put the two of those in there together. Mm. If you want to get crazy, you can also throw some white chips in there. Ooh, next level. Yeah. And multiple chocolate chips make it good. Okay. Number two on my random things, mom and dad do have a favorite. 23% of parents favor one child. Chances are it's the youngest um, a little more than a quarter of the parents who said that they had a favorite um, uh, said it was the oldest and middle children, about half of the parents, rather, um, who say they have a favorite, say that the youngest is theirs, mm-hmm. their favorite. Um, and over a quarter say that the oldest child is their favorite, meaning middle children are the least liked. Womp, womp. <laughs> uh, and here's something that'll stick with you today. Um, in a new survey... Uh, One out of 25 people admit that they have actually eaten while sitting on the toilet. That is disgusting. Oh my gosh. More women than men have have had a snack while number twoing. No. 11% take phone calls while they're on the toilet. No. And 4% of people have fallen asleep. That's a little different. Now, but eating, come on. I will say I have been in the bathroom and left a bathroom because there was a woman sitting on the toilet at work on speakerphone, full on having a conversation. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't really need to hear your conversation. And second of all, I don't need whoever you're talking to, to hear me in the bathroom. What is it about people who talk in public on speakerphone? I don't know, but it drives me nuts. Like there was, I was at Fresh Market the other day and there was a woman probably like my mom's age and she was voice texting or no, she was on a a call and she pulled her mask down to have the conversation and put it on speakerphone. I'm like, nothing about this. But they're not putting it on speakerphone because like they're hard of hearing, like they're not holding it up to their ear. They hold it out in front of them. Right. Right. So everyone else can hear the conversation. Yeah. I was maybe some headphones. I don't, I don't, it seems rude. Right. There was a guy in the grocery store who was in line behind me and he was FaceTiming with somebody and I whipped around because I thought he was talking to me, but he's just holding the phone up. He's like, yeah, Kroger, like having a full on FaceTime conversation. No headphones. But like, that's rude, right? Like no one wants to hear your personal conversations. Cor- yes, right? I agree. That's rude. Please don't Speaker do that. Speakerphone etiquette. Okay, there you go. We had, speaking of rude, we had a Lily issue in the middle of the night last night. I wouldn't say it was a Lily issue. I would say it was a smoke detector issue. That's not fair to her. The You know the smoke detectors that, that of course, the battery dies in the middle of the night, so they just go beep, beep. And you get up in the middle of the night, you got to go stand underneath everyone to find which one it is. Well, one in our hall a couple weeks ago started beeping. So I went up to it. I took the battery out and it stopped beeping. Well, last night, for some reason, with no battery in it, about once every two minutes, it would just go beep. Like it wasn't an alarm. It wasn't alerting us to smoke or carbon monoxide or a fire or anything. It was just being annoying. And for whatever reason, it scared Lily to death. I mean, I felt so bad. It was like four in the morning. I was actually getting up 
like I was busy getting ready for work about to leave. And poor Lily was like, I let her in the bedroom because I couldn't deal with the alarm part of it right then. Cause I was like in the shower, getting ready, whatever. My morning routine is so tight in the morning and Jeff didn't hear it. So I was like, okay, no big deal. So Lily, um, was in, followed me into the kitchen and she was shaking. She literally curled up in a ball on our kitchen mat and just started shaking. She was so terrified. So I let her in to be with Jeff because I thought that would calm her down. And when I went to wake Jeff up so I could leave, I was like, Hey, is Lily in here with you? Figuring she had gone under the covers. She was cowered in the corner of our bedroom, hunkered down, shaking. I felt so bad. It was so sad, and I don't know what it was. Maybe the the tone of it I think hurts it's like her the ears. Pitch really hurts her ears because she is so scared of it, and she's like afraid of it happening again. Like she knows, so she finally calmed down. Like two hours later, when I you know when I woke up like to start the day at you know six thirty in the morning or whatever, she was still curled up way over in the corner. But once I got up and started going around you know, about my day, she wandered out and she was fine, but it was so weird. It was sad. And then of course, Sadie didn't care because Sadie's a beagle and nothing faces Sadie. The actual smoke detector could be going off and our house could be in flames. Sadie would likely save herself. Yeah. And then get out to the road and sit down and think, huh, I wonder if I should have told Lily and the humans. (laughs) Probably. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. There is no fun or easy way to say this, um, but Katie, who writes our newsletter, she is a part of our Upside family, um, posted yesterday on her Instagram that she is in the process of having a miscarriage. and. If you have ever been through that, it is the worst club in the entire world to be in. It is heartbreaking. Um, And we know the pain that she's going through and her husband's pain. So if you have some extra love or good energy to send her today, I know they would really appreciate it. Um, She wrote a really brave blog post about it. um, And her Instagram handle is at Katie Muse Burke. Um, if you want to read her story or send her a nice message, um, we love you, Katie, and we are so sorry for your loss. Hi, Callie. Hi, Jeff. I just paused today's episode. I was listening to your story about Regis Philbin and such a beautiful story. It really made me stop and pause and reflect on all the beautiful memories that I've had with my parents. But Jeff, I was just thinking how happy your mom must have been when she was greeting Regis in heaven with that big old squeeze. She's probably just talking his ear off right now. So that just made me smile and I thought I would share that with you. Hope you two have a wonderful day. Bye. There are a few reasons that I really like flats. And since I've been in the workplace, I have invested because they're typically like the cute ones that I love are a little bit more of an investment. But the problem with them is, okay, they look great, but one, you have to break them in carefully and decide how you're going to break them in so you don't wind up with bloody feet when you're wearing them. And then two, they wear out so fast and they smell and they get nasty. And then you spent one, maybe two years wearing these shoes that you love and then they're falling apart and they smell and it's just a whole thing. So it's such a waste of money. Well, Rothy's has got both of those things covered. First of all, they are machine 
washable. I have probably washed mine almost a dozen times now and you don't want to put heat on them, but I wash mine in delicate and put a little oxy in. Then I take them out to air dry and they look like brand new shoes. So there's none of that super worn in, they smell and then they can't recover thing. Number two, there's no break in period at all. I have worn mine for eight hour work days. I have never had a cut on my foot or on my heel. I have never had like the chafing that happens on like your pinky toe. None of that. They are so comfortable. They're ready to wear and they're sustainable. Rothy's takes water bottles that would have wound up in landfills and turns them into their bags and shoes. So you can really feel great about where your money is going. This is a great use of your dollar. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Kelsey. Um, I had to pause the show today and call because you guys were talking about pest control and um, I, too, grew up in Atlanta, and we used to call the pest control the bug guy. And I was the oldest of four, and we had a great relationship with the bug guy. And every time he would come, once we were, we were of a certain age, we would, my brothers and I would tape fake bugs around the house. Um, to see if he would find them because we thought that that was his job was to find every single bug in the house. So, yeah, we wanted to make sure he was doing a good job. So we would count a certain amount out, tape them in different places around the house and see if he could find them. So pretty fun game. Hope you guys are doing well. Bye. Hey, guys, it's Wendy just calling to say I'm so excited because I got my T-shirt ordered, my weaponized hamster T-shirt. I'm so excited. I didn't get one last year. So as soon as I got the email, I got it ordered and just wanted to call and tell you all how excited I am. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Savannah. So I was listening to episode 313, and you guys were talking about the tattoos and ex's names. My boyfriend has an ex's name on his leg and then also has his other ex's name on his wrist. So my boyfriend has two of his ex's names on his body, and I have to look at them every single day. Love you guys. Love the show. and so excited for Baby Dollar. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jeff. This is Cheryl. I just listened to episode 321, and Jeff, you were talking about kind of being in a funk all day, and I found for me that uh, I can do the same thing, that what happens is I feel like I haven't been heard, and a trick that I heard or found out about a long time ago in therapy is if Callie will just validate what you're saying, she doesn't have to agree with it, but she can say, what I heard is... And then repeat back what you said, and then it makes you feel heard, and you can kind of forget those feelings. Anyway, love your guys' show. Thanks a lot. Bye. Looking for strength in numbers over here. Just curious if this is just me, but anybody else get excited at the end of the month and start counting down the days until the next show ending? I mean, I love Rocky, and I've loved all the other ones, and I just get excited about what August is going to bring us teacher over here going back to school a little stressed but I'm taking the upside and finding joy in the little things like I cannot wait to start my new school year with a new show close have a great day 
The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward.